738 here on 92.7 WMAY. Uh, Patrick Fingston in for Greg Bishop. We mentioned, or we had a call uh, just before the news about the September 11th uh, remembrances yesterday and, and sort of lack of news coverage behind it. And I noticed that too. And, and instead we're getting wall to wall coverage of the queen and, and it's kind of a, a, a media issue the way I see it that, that, you know, and, and of course a change in, in, in Britain after, you know, 70 years on the throne, that's, um, you know, that's newsworthy. Um, but we're, we're talking about 21 years since the one of the greatest terrorist attacks on in the history of our our nation in, in one an attack on our soil and and there was little coverage in the media yesterday i i don't understand why is it is it lazy is it is it because people are are afraid to show those images you know esquire did a, a piece a couple of years ago about the falling man and you know, the, the, the image of the, the people who were jumping out of the world trade center and, and we need to continue to hear about these things because I'm still mad about it. 21 years later, when I was a senior in high school, when it happened and you should be too, because, and we should all remember how we felt that day and today and, and, you know, September 12th, 2001, when we all seemingly came together and it's, it, it's a real shame that, that the procession of an old lady's body through Scotland is more pressing to network TV cameras than, uh, you know, than, than the nine 11 remembrance and the ceremony held at, at, at the site of the world trade center in New York yesterday. 7.40, let's head to the phone. We welcome uh, Decatur Republican Regan Deering. She's running for Congress in the new 13th District. Uh, Regan, good morning. Welcome. How's life on the campaign trail? Good morning, Patrick. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're up early, as usual, on the campaign trail. Uh, every day is an opportunity to go out and meet um, someone else in our community that's looking for some change and an elected official that knows their community, knows what Central Illinois is all about, and would like to send me to Washington. So it's a good morning. So so let's let's talk about this district. I know we've we've talked about it before, but the, the 13th district, which was drawn to to gerrymander and benefit a Democrat. Uh, 2020, uh, President Biden won it by eleven percent. In in 2018, uh, Governor Pritzker won it by almost sixteen percent, though it's safe to say that that Bruce Rauner seriously underperformed in in that district in 2018. Can you win this race? Well, we absolutely know we can win this race. Um, you mentioned President Biden winning this gerrymandered district by 11 points, but he certainly has an approval rating that's well below that this time around. So this election is really about um, putting a referendum on this administration and knowing that our families are hurting. You know, we have record high inflation, and it doesn't really feel like our government's working for us when we can't afford to put groceries on the table and gas in the tank. We have a wide-open border. You know, we're busing um, migrants to Chicago now, so Illinois is feeling the pinch on that because the border is just widely overrun. 
Um, so this election in November is going to, in fact, be an opportunity for voters um, to put in some candidates that are, in fact, working for them. And that's a position that I come from. So, so you mentioned inflation. Let's talk about that Inflation Reduction Act, if it will actually reduce inflation. I, it, I don't know. But the, the CBO score said it would reduce deficits by $305 billion over the next 10 years. Um, most of that $200 billion of gross revenue by through tax compliance, which is enforcing the laws that already exist. Uh, prescription drug savings would reduce net spending by almost $15 billion cutting net taxes by $2 billion. What's wrong with this bill? Well, I do hear you in pointing out some of those positives that have come from the Inflation Reduction Act. However, it's just so bloated. You know, Biden talked about not increasing taxes on the middle class or those making less than 400000 And the, um, you know, economists are saying that that's not what's actually coming out of this act. So it's just another example of Democrats calling something really great and flashy when, in fact, it is going to increase, um, you know, the cost for our middle co- middle income families. So I think that it also takes a um, a slash at you know our energy production. We've got regulations that are just crushing the fossil fuel industry, and while we are trying to work our way towards you know climate change and regulations that are going to, in fact, look towards the future, we can't simply cut off, um, you know, a pretty well-regulated fossil fuel industry in hopes of just making that quick change. It's driving up prices for gas, for our energy bills. I mean, I've been talking to people on the trail just uh, last week, a meat uh, producer, small business, said that his monthly energy bill is going from two to four thousand dollars. And he said, where am I going to find that extra money in my budget? So, you know, we have an act that has been passed through. Standalone, there are a few great items. Prescription drug um, copy, excuse me, capping of costs is a great piece of legislation. But it can't just get lumped in um, with higher taxes for our middle-income families and feel like it's working. Regan Deering, candidate for Congress, joins us here on WMAY. So so what would you do to attack inflation and some of the economic uh, uncertainty out there? You know, the the Jerome Powell, the head of the Fed last week, made it sound like they're ready to push uh, interest rates up through the roof, which will essentially, you know, in, in their way, what, what it'll do is it will start a recession to to stop inflation. Um Clearly, nobody well, wants it, that. So what should Congress do to uh, to slow inflation to get the economy back on track? Well, isn't it sad to hear that our government is talking about breaking the backs of Americans? You know, we're trying to drive ourselves into a re- recession in order to stop inflation. I mean, that's very backwards. And the American people know that what we need to do is stop spending money that we don't have. You know, we have to uh, stop looking to taxation as always the answer, and we need to start limiting the regulation to allow our economy to grow again. You know, we have people that need to start saving now because, in fact, we are in a recession, and we need to start communicating to people that we are going to have to be prepared. We've got winter coming up where we're going to have higher than ever heating bills. You know, the cost of groceries and food costs are up. You know, we're strangling our farmers with input costs that are um, terrifying them and thinking ahead. So really what we need to do is get a grip on 
um, challenging our economic advisors to find ways to con- curtail the spending, you know, limit the taxation, and let our small businesses and our economy grow organically again. So there was some uh, some questions last week regarding abortion, and and Nikki Budzinski kind of starting to make some some allegations and 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 maybe trying to to paint you as maybe a, a an extreme right winger on on abortion and abortion rights and uh, let's let's just you know clear air here. Where are you on abortion and and the federal government's role in what? should be done about the abortion issue? Well, the Supreme Court ruling this spring returned the issue of abortion to the states, which is where I've said I believe it belongs. So we now live in a state of Illinois that has very extreme legislation when it comes to abortion rights. We are creating ourselves as a state that's going to be a mecca for women and couples facing an unplanned pregnancy to come to the state of Illinois and have an abortion all the way into late term and at taxpayer funded expense. And if you ask me, those are the extreme positions when it comes to abortion in this country. You know, there was a poll not that long ago that showed two thirds of of Illinoisans are, are in the middle on abortion, either pro-life with exceptions or pro-choice with restrictions. Uh, Do you say you fall in into that middle ground like most of us do? I think you're absolutely right. There is middle ground and we need to be finding ways that we can get legislation that is in fact saving the lives of unborn children. So yes, I would agree that there is room for um, you know that middle ground and being able to have Americans feel comfortable with the government's role in the abortion issue. All right. And just for the record, we've invited Nikki Budzinski to join us this week. Uh, so far, they have not uh, accepted our invitation, uh, which is interesting. They've kind of run a stealth campaign uh, thus far, but hopefully they'll join us. Uh, Regan, where can people find you online? Yeah, well, I hope she does come to the surface. Um, you know, she worked for the Biden administration, so I hope she's not hanging out in her basement as well and hoping that she can win from there. We do have a uh, debate set for October. We tried to push that for September because early voting starts here and not too long, but hopefully we're getting our information out and meeting people on the trail and letting them know that I am a candidate that lives here in Illinois. I am raising my family here in Illinois and I wanted the opportunity to, to meet voters on the trail and let them know that I will fight for them. So our website is www.regan4congress.com. We're on multiple social media outlets. So we hope people will uh, will find us on the trail. Regan Deering joining us here on WMAY. Regan, thanks for the time. You're.